0: morning, church. Mm. We, uh...
1: We're going to start this service by making an announcement. And we've chosen to do it at the beginning because, because we need to worship, because we need to weep, and we need to cry, and we need to do business with the Lord. And if this announcement doesn't affect you deeply then this time that we enter into worship is a time for prayer. Um, Yesterday, the Hotch family lost um, their oldest son, Andrew, passed away suddenly yesterday morning. Um, And we were able to be with the family yesterday. Megan is here this morning, and she's being held and prayed over and and loved and as we ministered to them yesterday the holy spirit was present um he was 23 years old um he was a member of this church for so many years they grew up here with us and last night i'm reading the cross and the switchblade just like old school and I was reading, and I read this one part, and I almost took a picture of it. I wanted to take a picture of it, and I wanted to send it to Ellie um, because me and Ellie are weepers. <laughs> we just weep when we worship, and um, and then I thought about Megan and Angela and Amanda um, and Trisha, who I ministered to yesterday. And one of the things I said to them was, "You weep. You don't ever hold back your tears." And then last night I read this, and this morning I brought the book to church, and I literally out loud said, Lord, why am I bringing the book to church? I don't read books at church. And when I walked in the door and Megan was here, I ran right up to her, I said, I know why I brought the book to church. This is David Wilkerson. Yet I knew from my work in the church how important a role tears play in making a man whole. I think I could almost put it down as a rule that the touch of God is marked by tears, When finally we let the Holy Spirit into our innermost sanctuary, the reaction is to cry. I have seen it happen again and again. Deep, soul-shaking tears, weeping rather than crying. It comes when that last barrier is down, and you surrender yourself to health and to wholeness and to Jesus. And so I'm thankful this morning that the Lord is leading us. He's leading the Hotch family through the valley, of weeping, And in Psalm 84, it talks about the valley of Baca, which is also the valley of weeping, the valley of mourning, and it says that as they walk through, there are springs and pools, and I've read commentary on it, and it's the tears, it is tenacity and faith, and the tears in the valley of weeping that will water the ground, and fruit will grow, it will become a lush place of God's faithfulness. And that is, it is in that spirit that we come into worship this morning.
2: Amen. Stand with me, church. we have got a call to worship this morning out of Psalm 28. I'd like us to read this all together <clears throat> on the count of three. Grace, put that up there. One, two, three. Blessed, Blessed be the, the Lord, Lord, because he has heard Lord, my voice of my supplications. supplications. The, Lord the Lord is my strength and my shield. shield. My heart heart trusted in him, and I I am helped. Therefore, my heart heart greatly rejoices, and with with my song I will praise him. Father, we worship you this morning. We worship you this morning. We worship you no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We come to your throne this morning to worship you with all that we are, with all that we have with shouts, with tears, with it all, we come to you. With it all, we come to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us worship.
0: Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
1: As we were singing that song, it just was so... Apparent to me, what a great exchange we're invited to make. What a great exchange we're invited to make. When I when I cry out to the Lord, have it all, Lord. I just have these moments where I'm so impressed with how little I bring to the table. How how meager the offering that I bring. Have it all. My all is is just so little compared to him. In the expanse of who He is, I have this joke that I say all the time: "I'm just a stinky fish." <laughs> the, the little boy brought the fish and the loaves, and he offered what little he had right. into the hands of Jesus. Amen. And it was, Amen. it was. Jesus gave thanks, That's right. and and it was multiplied, and it fed. Amen. Thousands upon thousands. thousands. And I, I, I don't know if it's good to say or bad to say, but it just makes my heart fill with joy. I'm just a stinky fish. Yeah. But, Lord, I'm all yours. Amen. I'm all yours. Amen. Bless me. Break me. Yeah. Share me. Oh, you know, give me away. Yeah. But what a great exchange. What a great exchange. What a great exchange. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you. Jesus. Thank you. The Word. Thank you. The Word at creation. Hallelujah. The King of kings. Hallelujah. And the Lord of lords.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. The King of heaven. And he offered all of himself Thank you. as a sacrifice
0: Thank you,
1: to be broken. And to be given. I touched on this last week about what communion is. We offer it every week, but you take it knowing that it is the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus, broken and given. I will never fail to run to the table. Amen. In joy, in weeping, in low times and high times. If there's an opportunity for me to come to the table, I'll come. Because it's never, it's never mindless. That's
0: right.
1: It's never just a matter of this is what I do because it's sitting in front of me to do it. It can never be that. Oh Father. Oh, Father, praise you, praise you, praise you for Jesus. Thank
2: you, Jesus I so was reading this morning in Colossians 2. You know how some Bibles it puts a little title on the top of your chapter, yeah? This says, "Not philosophy, but Christ." Come on, church. Not philosophy, but Christ. Not ritual, but Christ. Not habits, but Christ. And you go down and begin to read it. It says this. It says, For in Him, in Him, in Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead in the body. You are complete in Him, church. You are complete in Him who is the head of all principality and power. It says, In Him you are also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you being dead among your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven all of your trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Hallelujah. He has paid it all. He has paid the ultimate price, and he has defeated death. So we come to the table this morning out of reverence for him. In an act of submission, and obedience to what He has commanded us to do. I'm going to give instructions.
1: As you come to um, take the elements, you're going to hold on to them as you go back to your seat, um, so that we can partake of it together. Um, I love I love this way of taking communion. Um, it's co- it's convenient for distancing, and I encourage you keep distance because it it helps people to feel more comfortable. Maybe you're fine like this, but not everybody is in us. We love one another. So we do this. We did this so that, and we have an extra table so that there's not traffic jams. Mm. Um, but what I love is that there's motion to it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't just come to you by magic. Mm.
0: To come the
1: table. You come to the table. Mm. You say, I'm going to come to the table. I'm going to go to the table. Mm. And you put one foot in front of the other or one arm working the wheels or working the, you know, whatever it is. It's an act of our will right. to come to the table and receive. So I, I particularly love this, um, this way that we do it. So when you come, there's two cups, and it's a double stack, so you only have to pick up one thing, um, and that way there's not fingers in bread baskets and such. The cracker is on the bottom, the juice is on the top. Um, the center aisle is one way toward the back so if you're in the back section here back of these two sections you're going to come to the center aisle and go to the back table and you're going to circle around back to your seats down these two side aisles which are one way forward Um, the side sections and the fronts here you can come to the side aisles and come down to the front and then circle back to your seats and in this way we will get the elements and take them back to your seat Um, you can remain standing or you can sit down either way um, and we'll come back up and take communion together
2: Communion is the believer's celebration of the Lord's Supper and his sacrifice on our behalf. So before we take communion, let's just take a minute and remember. There's something in our lives that we say, you know what, there's something going on that I just need to repent of. I need to bring it before him. Now's the time to do it. Don't wait. Just take a minute.
0: Father we thank you for these elements thank you for your son thank you for his death and even more grateful for his resurrection we worship you
2: the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1 says for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed he took bread we had given thanks he broke it And he said, take, eat. This is my body, which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. In the same manner, He also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us partake. Well, church, we've got one more song we're going to do. The ushers will be down here. They're going to move these tables out of the way. I encourage you, if you've got any business with the Lord to do this morning, come up here. The altar is open. Come up here before him. Lay it at his feet. A care, a concern, a challenge, whatever it is, lay it before his feet this morning. Let's continue worship. Please stand with me.
0: Thank you, Thank you, Lord.
1: You're such a gentleman. You're always waiting for me to go first. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to sing that song. And um, again, the breath in our lungs is from him, you know? And that whole, you know, all we bring is so little because he's given it all to us in the first place. We lay down the life that he's given us. What are you holding on to? What are you holding on to? And it's a struggle, I know. It's a struggle to release those things that we hold on to in order to take hold of Him. As I was worshiping, He said, It's like the tithe. You give back to Him that which He's given you. He gave you 100% of it. You give back to Him a portion, except that we have to lay down our whole lives. Our whole lives. back for Him.
2: So sometimes in the morning, the Lord will whisper something to me of of a part of the body in which the Lord wants to do healing on this morning. And I didn't have anything this morning, and I had remembered as I was going for a walk this morning, I was like, Lord, is there anything? Is there anything? And he just told me, teeth and jaw. Teeth and jaw. And so if that's you this morning, if you need a supernatural, miraculous healing of your mouth area, your teeth or your jaw, I just want you to come up here this morning. We're just going to pray for you real quickly. Come on, if that's you, come on up, because I know that the Lord is going to do a miracle. I know i got some of my kids here. Come on, who else? You know, the Bible says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. He paid the price for healing, church. He paid the price for healing, church. So I was coming up. The Lord said, "There's someone on the worship team that needs this prayer, and you should encourage them <laughs> to come up." And I was seriously was just about to go like this, and here it comes. Come on, church! Come on! <laughs> Obedient. That's good. Hallelujah!
0: Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, 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 thank you, Lord. Father, thank you, Lord, we worship you, we worship you, Lord, we worship you, Lord, Worship you,
2: Lord. As you're waiting to receive prayer, just begin to thank Him already. Just begin to raise your hands and thank Him for the healing, touch, and power that He is manifesting right now in your teeth and in your jaw, whether it's a popping of your jaw, whether it's teeth that just need supernaturally healed. Thank you, Father. Thank
0: you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Worship you, Lord. Worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Worship you, Lord. Father, we worship you.
2: It's your breath in our lungs. Think of each breath as passing through, through your mouth, through your teeth, through your jaw. jaw area with every breath just breathe breathe in that new life
0: thank you Lord thank you, Jesus. thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord
1: I'm looking for a scripture and the Lord led me to a different scripture in Mark 4 Starting in verse 21, also he said to them, Is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed. Thank you, Lord. Nor has anything been kept secret, but that it should come to light. Thank you, Lord. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God is a God of truth. And his people walk a path of honesty honesty and truth make straight the way of the righteous that's not a scripture although it sounded like it could be it's just the, the Holy Spirit there's nothing hidden and the word says that when you ask anything in the name of Jesus, believe that you receive, That's right. and it will be done. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, by our Father in heaven. Thank you,
2: Lord. So we're just going to start on this side. We're just going to pray real quick for you guys. Worship team, you keep playing in the back for us. In Jesus' name.
1: Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. In ge- I always get so excited. Thank you, I get so excited, I just get more excited as I go down the line because it's in Jesus' name.
0: Hallelujah. It's
1: in Jesus' name. His power. It's His power. It's not mine, it's not His. It's His power, the power of the Holy Spirit. And you know that God is interested in in the root, He's interested in the ground, in the soil. So when we pray for the, the root of honesty and purity to be cultivated, it's not implying that it's not already there, it's not implying that you don't have it. It's saying, Lord, till my ground till my ground Mm. and yes straighten my teeth Mm. and yes fill and yes lead and guide and bring healing and wholeness Mm. i get so excited as the lord leads i get so excited when i'm looking for one scripture and he leads me to another because he's doing something he's doing something for us for us we belong to him he sits on the throne of heaven and he looks down just with joy with great joy upon his people. And he comes and he visits us and he brings his presence and he leads us in his ways to do the work that he has already planned for us this morning. Gosh, I just get excited to be a part of it.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: Thank you, you, Lord. So I got a text yesterday uh, from Rich. I don't know where Rich is. Psalm 73 he sent me. Psalm 73, and I was reading this morning in my morning devotional, and what do you know popped up, but Psalm 73, and it says this, I'm going to read just a couple of scriptures here, it says, nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by the right hand. You will guide me with your counsel, and afterward, receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon this earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For indeed, those who are far from you shall perish. You have destroyed all those who desert you. But, but, it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we just declare all your works today. We come to you, we worship you, we declare all your works. Everything that you're doing, we declare it. Your works, your goodness, your faithfulness. And we thank you for being with us this morning. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Got some instructions. Um, Yeah, we're
1: going to have our time of greeting. Um, During this time, kids can head over to Kid Corner and um, pick up your sermon bags. The sermon bags are available. There's um, toddler bags, and then there's sermon bags for pre-K through sixth grade. Those bags are filled with little things to help them um, stay busy during the sermon, keep their hands busy and their ears open. Um, And it's amazing how much they... They take in. in. It's awesome. Um, So kids, you can head over there. And then there's also sermon notes. The notes go home. Those are for um, parents to talk with their kids about. We'll also have two buckets up here for offering. We are not passing offering um, because uh, we're keeping space and not passing things from person to person. So I encourage you to say hello to those around you, and then we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back. Okay. All right. Oh wow! I must have talked long today. You guys got quiet fast. Usually I'm up here having to simmer everyone down. I was, I was having my own greeting time. It was lovely. It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord, wonderful to worship together. I have a couple of announcements. The first being um, we are having a worship night on August 8th. Um, it's from 6 to 8 p.m. and it's right here in the sanctuary. This will be our second worship night and the first one was fun. It just was fun. I feel like it was over two hours long, um, but it just was. A, it was a lot of worship, and the Holy Spirit moved. There was um, there was some prophetic words, words of um, exhortation. It really was a good. It was a wonderful night, and to have that on a Saturday night, and then you come back on Sunday morning. Oh, it's just a really, really good thing. So I encourage you to come. That's August eighth, um, from six to eight here in the sanctuary. Uh, my next announcement is regarding communion love taking communion each week. If you are interested in helping, um, setting up communion takes time. Um, it, really is a, it really is a wonderful blessing to help prepare it. Um, it can be a very prayerful and wonderful thing. Um, if you're interested in that, it it is on Sunday mornings, um, I believe you start around 8.30, it takes about an hour to prepare the elements, and then it's 30 minutes of cleanup to wash it and put it away. So if that's something that you are um, feel led to do, willing to do, able to do, and want to do, please contact the church um, at info at ecfchurch.org, or you can go ahead and call, or you can talk to Janie Johnson. Um, any three of those avenues will work, um, and that's that's um, about communion. Uh, if it is your first time, we welcome you. We love to worship um, as a body and we welcome you into our time with the Lord. Um, if you want to go ahead and send an info, I mean, an email to info at ecfchurch.org, we welcome you to do that and just say, hey, we were here. It was great. Or hey, we were here. It wasn't great. But don't send that email. Um, take that one to the Lord um, <laughs> and then pray for us. Um, you can also send prayer requests, church family, to prayer at ecfchurch.org. Prayer requests, praise reports, testimonies. We love hearing about the faithfulness of God, and then sharing the faithfulness of God and testifying to His goodness. Um, and that's all I have for this morning, Pastor Jason.
2: All right, all right. I do want to uh, just pray over the uh, over the offering. I know that we uh, a lot of people already came up. Uh, if you didn't have a chance to put it up here in the buckets, there's a there's a box. Uh, to the left of the door uh, on your way out, you can slip it in there. Or I know a lot of people have been giving online, uh, which has been great. I talked to Tammy. She does her finances. She said more and more people uh, have been giving online, so we also appreciate that very much. You know what? And God is, I shared last week, God continues to pay all the bills. Amen? He continues to take care of us, and we trust, we trust, we trust in him. Uh, I have a scripture this morning out of Luke 6, and uh, I'm going to start in Verse 37. And I'll tell you, I, I, I used to always think this was purely an offering scripture, uh, and I was proved uh, incorrect, as I started to study this deeper. It says this, judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. And I know a lot of times we use this, use this as a tithe scripture about giving, giving funds and giving finances. And this does apply because in a, in a general sense, God says, bring your tithes and, you know, bring all your tithes into the storehouse and he will overflow your barns. So, and so this is good. But in context... He's actually talking about how we judge, how we condemn, how we forgive. And he's telling us that as you do those things to others, it will also be done to you. And I just realized as I was reading that, that what a, what a great reminder for us during this time. As we are trying to, uh, trying to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ and showing that love everywhere that we go. Uh, and it says clearly, 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 our one focus should be on loving and forgiving and being as Jesus did. Amen? Amen. So we trust him with our finances. Let's pray over our offering right now. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for every gift, every giver. Father, I thank you, Lord, that we can just put our complete trust in you. All of it's yours. As Liz said earlier, 100% of what we have has been given to us by you. And so we just give a portion back. We thank you for taking care of us, for paying our bills, for blessing us. And thank you, Lord, that we can just be a distribution center while we're here. Father, that we can be a distribution center while we're here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, so we're going to continue in the, uh, the Holy Spirit series. Uh, I feel like the Lord has given me two, three different messages that I could share this morning. And honestly, I'm up here, and I'm still not 100% sure which way he's going to lead. So I'm going to start a little bit, and we're going to see where this goes. Amen? Is that okay? All right. That's good. Uh, so one of the things I want to share with you guys Two really amazing things. So we just did this song called The Stand, right? And uh, as Sydney can attest to this, uh, I believe it was last week she had it on the worship set list for us to do The Stand. And we, I went through and I was just like, eh, I just don't know. I mean, I like the song. I'm just not feeling it, whatever. And she's probably like, she's like, Jason, what are you talking about? This song is amazing, right? And so she put it again in the worship set for this week. And she's like, yeah, mm-hmm, that's good. I like that song. Let's do it this song. And she's probably wondering, like, like, it wasn't good enough last week, but it's okay this week. And you know what? We had no idea what was going to happen with Andrew. We had no idea. And I got a chance to tell Megan back there, do you know that that song was one of his favorite songs when he was in youth? It was one of his favorite songs. In fact, when we saw the family yesterday, Stephen, his brother, had on a shirt called Stand, which was the youth weekend we did that was all about that song. And Stephen wasn't there, but Andrew was there. And that was his favorite song. And as we were singing it, church, I know God judges the heart and only he knows, but I had this sense, he is worshiping in heaven. And he is singing that song with us this morning, amen? And I just was so touched by that, I had to tell her first, and I ran back there during the break to tell Megan that, you know what, God orchestrated that song to be sung this week, not last week, it was for this week. And I'll tell you what, church, I just want you to know that Sydney and the team, they put a ton of prayer into, and us too, what songs we do and how we do them and when we do them, because it's important. It's important. God is working on something. He's doing stuff. The second piece of news, which is a great testimony for you, is I am still fasting the news. <laughs> so I actually, I have no idea what's going on. You know, and you'd be like, well... Jason, you are a leader in the community and you must know what's going on. You know what? When there are things that I need to know, people have been telling me. And so I have just been so refreshed I mean, I told you guys last week, like, I wanted to click on Twitter so bad. It was like, just eerie news now. Just, you know what I mean? I, I open up my phone. It's right at the top left right there. It's, you know, the little bird is just looking at me. It's like, just click here and get some information and get some news. And I'm just refusing to do it. Now, I might go back on the news this coming week, but I am just encouraging you guys. When the Lord tells you to do something or to stop something or to do something, be obedient to it because he understands, he knows what a blessing. There may have been something that I came across in the news over the past two weeks that I haven't been looking at that would have riled me up, or I would have lost my peace, or I would have gotten fear, or whatever, 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 whatever. He knows that. I don't know what I avoided, I just know I avoided something. Amen? So when he says to do something, we need to go do it. Amen? Amen? Amen. Okay, we've been doing a series on the Holy Spirit, and many weeks back I gave kind of the job description of the Holy Spirit. We broke it up into four categories. The first job description was he points us to Christ. The second one is he leads us, he teaches us, and he guides us. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. The third one, which we've been parked on here for a little bit, is he empowers us for the work of Christ because we are his hands and his feet. And we've been walking through the gifts of the Spirit and talking about how those gifts of the Spirit are being manifest in our lives and how we're praying and believing and expecting that more and more of these gifts are going to come as we, approach, as we approach the last days or as we continue to move forward towards the last day. And so as I was studying this, 1 Corinthians 14, if you want to put that up on, the, uh, up on the overhead, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1 just as continues to jump out at me. And I want to talk about this for a little bit this morning. It says this. It says, now, remember, 1 Corinthians 4. So 1 Corinthians 12, it's talking about the gifts. It lists the gifts. 1 Corinthians 13 is the love chapter. And if you remember a couple of weeks back, we talked about how that love was sandwiched in between these two chapters that are talking about the gifts. Because in, the, in 14, it picks up the gifts again. But look what it says in the very beginning, of chapter 14, 14 verse 1. It says, pursue love. Pursue love. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. So he's giving us two commandments here. He's saying, pursue this, but desire this. And so as I'm looking at that, Lord, because we all, we all, oh, Lord, I just want more of these gifts. I want more of the healing gift. I want more of the gift of faith, more gifts of miracles. He's saying, desire those, but pursue something else desire the gifts but pursue something else and here's what he's telling us he's saying to pursue what to pursue love this has to be our pursuit this had this and we've talked about this this is what we i believe that we believe when we stand before jesus someday he's going to ask us this question how did you love how did you love because god is love so why do we really think for a moment that he won't ask us a question if we're made in his image, that he's not going to ask us, how did you love? Not how did you desire the spiritual gifts, but how did you love? This has to be our focus. This has to be our job. This, has to, this is going to be what we stand before Jesus someday as he asks us. And it says he's going to say, did you love? And he reiterates this in Matthew 22, verse 35. It says, then one of them, a lawyer, they ask good questions. Okay, I, I've, worked with, I've worked with quite a few lawyers. Anybody a lawyer in here? I don't want to, like, offend anybody. Actually, I'm not offended. I'm going to talk good stuff about you guys. Any lawyers in here? They ask good questions. It's just like, do they go to school just to learn how to ask questions? Like, I don't, it's just that's what they're good at, right? So they're good at asking questions. One of them, a lawyer, asks him, asking Jesus a question, testing him. Ooh, and lawyers love to do this, right? They're like, "Mm, if I ask this question this way, let's see what their answer is. You all watch the courtroom dramas. But I'm talking in real life, lawyers do this, right? They actually ask these tough questions. Testing him and saying, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? What is it? What's the biggest one? What's the most important one? What do we put our focus on? What is the thing that we need to focus on the most? And I'll tell you, as we go through this time, as we go in this thing, we begin to think that maybe it's something else. And there are different passions and callings that each of us have, and we encourage people to go after those things, and to do those things, and to fight those battles. But at the end of the day, it's all about love. Because God is love. And he sent his son to love. And he loves us so much. So Jesus says this, Verse 37, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. All of it, you're a whole being, every part of you, we need to love the Lord. This is the first and the great commandment, and the second one is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, it says, hangs all the law of the prophets. And as I was studying this out a little bit, I said, okay, so these should be our two concerns. These are our two biggest concerns that we need to have. Are we loving the Lord and are we loving our neighbor? These are our biggest concerns that we have. And I said, okay, Lord, what does it mean? What does it mean to love you? What does it look like? And we've said this before, love leads to obedience. Love leads to obedience. The Bible says in John 14, look at this, John 14, 15, if you love me, what? Keep my commands. If you love me, keep my commands. And every time I read that, I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now he's asking the question. He's making a statement here. Jesus is saying, if you love me. If you call yourself a Christian. If you call yourself a follower of Christ. Are you obeying my commands? You know, the, the the life of a Christian is not, I prayed the prayer and all is now well. That is not the Christian life. Like I don't know, like who, I don't know where we get that or where we believe that, but that is not the Christian life. Yes, we need to pray the prayer, yes, we need to speak. And yes, we need to believe in faith that he has saved us and redeemed us and sanctified us. But at the end of the day, a life of Christ, a life of following Christ means this. It means a life transformed. As you are following Jesus, as you are following Christ, you should be having a life that's transformed. And I don't mean just like one time it got transformed. I mean a continuous transformation of how you speak to others, how you look at others, how you talk to others. All of this must be a continue, continual transformation. It means to live a life of love, of growth, and of obedience. Of love, of growth, ...and obedience. There is nothing comfortable or convenient... ...about being a follower of Christ. Church, let me say it again. There is nothing comfortable... ...or convenient... ...about being a follower of Christ. And so you say, Pastor Jason... ...this is impossible to do... ...on my own. That's right. You're right, it is. But verse 16, John 14 verse 16... ...says, and I pray... ...the Father... And he will give you another, a helper, the Holy Spirit, a helper that may abide with you forever. He's called in verse 17, the spirit of truth. This is again in John 14. I must not have given the scripture to the, to the back. Sorry about that. John fourteen seventeen, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him and he dwells with you and will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And so as I've, been, as I've been thinking about this, as I've been studying this and talking about the different gifts, and I want to try to wrap up the three remaining gifts that we haven't talked about uh, just yet. But as we are desiring the gifts, we have to be pursuing love. And in order to pursue love, it means we need to obey his commands. In order to obey his commands, we need to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. Come on, church, think about this. You can't do this on your own. You need to be led and you need to be guided by the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit is constantly whispering and talking to you. He is constantly whispering and talking to you. You say, well, I'm not hearing him. Yeah, I know, we need to be diligent about hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because what it's saying is, you can't possibly love unless you are being helped by the Holy Spirit. If you are walking through your life not being helped by the Holy Spirit, then it, it basically the Bible saying it's impossible to love as you need to. And you say, well, how do I, what do I do? What do I do? And I was just, I was praying about this. Number one is we need to repent. We need to move the, remove the interference that is in our life. There is something going on in your life that you need to repent for. Then you need to lay it down and repent and move it as a blocker from being able to hear from the Holy Spirit. You have to remove it from your life. You have to say, I need to move this out of the way. I need to lay it down. Repent means to turn away from something. We have to repent. Repent. Second thing is we have to remove the clutter. I removed the clutter the past two weeks. I mean, it's clutter. I removed the clutter. And I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, as I'm standing up here, I have been able to hear from the Holy Spirit more clearly over the past two weeks than I have in a long time. And it's only because I made a choice because God said, don't look at the news. And there was an act of obedience and I didn't do it. And I said, okay, Lord, I won't do it. And now he's able, I'm able to hear his voice more clearly. And if I, I'm telling you, if I would have been up in the news, I'm telling you, if I would have been up in the news, is for me personally, I'm not talking about you guys, you have to understand what does the Lord want you to do. If I was all up in the news and watching that as the first thing I looked at, the first thing I did, and I went to bed at night watching the news and all this other stuff, do you think, do you think that I would have been able to hear teeth and jaw? I mean, I don't know. But I'm not going to take the risk. I'm not going to take the risk to not hear from the Holy Spirit, to have see people up here, to see the healing power of God manifest. Are you willing to take that risk? Are you willing not to hear from the Holy Spirit because you want to dig in and get into stuff that's going to only distract you and clutter from hearing from the Holy Spirit? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> but it's a challenge. It's a challenge. And then the last one is this. We want to hear hear more clearly the Holy Spirit. We need to pray in the spirit. We need to pray in the Spirit. Church, you need to pray in the Spirit. If you are not baptized by the Holy Spirit and you are not speaking in tongues, this morning is your opportunity to get filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because I'm telling you something, church, the more you pray in tongues, the more you are able to hear from the Holy Spirit, the more when there is a fear that tries to come upon you, that you are able to just begin to pray in that prayer language. And I'll tell you what, that fear begins to subside. If I told you there was a direct correlation by how much you are praying in the Spirit to how much you are hearing from God, how many of you would be like, you know what? (laughs) I'm going to start praying some more in the Spirit. I'm telling you, when we pray in the Spirit, the Bible clearly lays out that it's for edification, for exhortation, for building us up on the inside. You think as we pray in tongues, we are beginning to be built up on the inside. And when you're built up by God on the inside and your spirit is more directly connected with God's Spirit, you can hear more. You can hear more. And so the nine gifts of the Spirit... We've been walking through these, we broke them into three different categories. There were the gifts of revelation, which was the gift of a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, and the discerning of spirits. There were the gifts of power, which we did last week, which was the gift of faith, the gift of miracles, and the gifts, plural, of healing. And this week I want to finish off with the gifts of inspiration, or speaking, which is prophecy... The gift of a different kind of tongues and the gift of the interpretation of tongues. So first I want to start with the gift of prophecy. Look, this, this is probably the most misunderstood gift of all of the gifts. Because I think we, you know, we hear of somebody who is maybe prophetic and they say a word or this or is that a prophecy? Is this a prophecy? What is an actual prophecy? Well, the definition of a prophecy is a supernatural gift. It's the supernatural gift that brings edification and exhortation and comfort. This is what prophecy brings. And the Bible says that, Paul says over and over, I wish that you would all prophesy. Because prophecy brings edification, exhortation, and comfort. In its simplest form, it's an inspired utterance. You see, I mean, we have people up here that will give exhortation. I mean, Liz will come up almost every week, and she has a word of an exhortation or an edification that brings comfort. There are biblical examples uh, the Psalms of David, are, are a lot of those psalms are a great biblical example. Habakkuk 3, the Song of Moses, you know, different worship type things that are going on. But they're, they're all required for edification, exhortation, and comfort. And what I want to just explain to you guys, I've read this a couple times. The person that it comes through, God created that person. So it, sometimes a, word of, a prophetic word will come through in a different flavor or in a different light because God created that person. And he uses that person. And so a prophetic word from one person might look a lot different than a prophetic word from somebody else. You understand that? It might look a lot different than from somebody else. This gift will inspire people and exhort them. Then the last two gifts I want to put together, because many times we talk about them together, it's the gift of different kinds of tongues and the gift of the interpretation of tongues. And technically together, these two things in tandem with each other are a prophetic word. They actually are a prophetic word. So somebody will give an inspired utterance in tongues, in a language that most of the people sitting here will not understand, and God will give someone the interpretation of that tongue. Now, many of you have been in our church long enough that you've seen that happen here on a Sunday morning. And we welcome God's prophetic words to us through tongues and through the interpretation of tongues. But these two together become a prophecy. Speaking in tongues is a supernatural experience which characterizes the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that happened on the day of Pentecost. And I want to give you three different types. In the Bible, there's three different types of tongues that are talked about. The first one... The first one is the initial outward evidence of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And you can find that in Acts chapter 2. The second one is for personal edification. This is what I was talking about, about hearing clearer from the Holy Spirit. is speaking in tongues in your personal prayer language. And then number three is actually what I was talking about here in the gifts is it is a gift of the diverse kinds of tongues, which means that not every one of us, not all of you will have the gift of publicly speaking in tongues. This is one of the gifts that not everybody, you don't get all the gifts, but what God has made available is the baptism of the Holy Spirit and a personal prayer language of speaking in tongues and praying in tongues. And that is available to all, to all. God makes it very, very clear here in the Bible. We're going to look at that here in just a minute. He makes it very, very clear that it is for all. And the other thing about tongues, just as a side note that I'd like to explain to you guys, because I feel like I'm more of like doing teaching uh, this morning versus preaching at you. I'll probably do a little bit of both here. But there's variations of tongues. There's variations of tongues. And the Bible li- lines up three different variations of tongues. One is called the tongues of men. And so when someone is speaking in tongues, in the tongues of men, they're actually speaking a language that they don't understand, but somebody else understands, like an actual language, like they might be speaking Swahili, or maybe they're speaking French, or maybe they're speaking Swedish. And if you look at the day of Pentecost, I think there was 18 different languages that were being spoken. They are like, oh, I hear this language. Oh my gosh, I hear this person talking my language. I can't believe this is happening. So that is the tongue of man. When we are filled, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and we're able to speak in tongues, sometimes we'll actually speak in another language. And can I admit something to you? I've used Google Translate. <laughs> I, re- I, was, I was just speaking in tongues in my prayer language, and I tried to use Google Translate, and I tried to find like the language that I might have been speaking. Let me tell you what, bad idea. Total waste of time. Because I didn't figure it out. Okay, I was like, man, it'd be really cool if I knew a different language. You know, I mean, I don't know it. The Holy Spirit knows and he's speaking through me. And maybe I'm speaking, you know, this tongues of man somewhere else. And I've heard story after story after story of ministers saying, you know what, they just began to pray in the spirit and someone over there or over there or over here heard them in their native language. Come on. This is miraculous. This is, you know, and I guess I get concerned that churches aren't teaching this. That we're not talking about it. Because the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues is so important right now. It is so important because we have to hear from the Holy Spirit. We have to be connected with the Holy Spirit. We need to be edifying and exhorting ourselves. How can we have a gift that is available to us that we are just not taking advantage of? Come on, church. There is a gift that is available to us that we are not taking advantage of. Paul says, I wish you would all speak more in tongues. Come on. All of us. More. The second one is tongues of angels. I think that's what my Google Translate was picking up there. Okay, that's something that nobody on this earth would understand. It's a tongue of angels. It's a heavenly language. It's a heavenly language that no one would understand. And when it's given publicly, as I was talking about in the gifts, there would be an interpretation of that as well. And then the third one, it talks about in Romans 8, 26. I don't have the scripture up there, but it's a groaning. When we speak in another life, sometimes it's a groaning. It's an intercession, right? Chris knows a lot about this. It's an intercession of a groaning that you cannot, you don't understand what you're saying or what you're doing, but there's, those are the three different types or styles of tongues that the Bible talks about. Turn with me to Luke chapter 4. So the gift, as we're looking at them in 1 in Corinthians there in 12, those, the gifts of the different kinds of tongues is the public one. But I want to spend the last two minutes here on the one that is for each and every one of us. I don't want to miss an opportunity for each and every one of you to say, You know what? I need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. I need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I need this prayer language more than anything else. And here's the interesting thing. Is we don't actually seek the prayer language. We don't actually seek. And I think this is where we get messed up in our heads. Like we begin like thinking, well I have to say something. Or something has to happen. It has to come out a certain way. And yes, the speaking in tongues is an evidence of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. But what you're seeking, what you're desiring, what you're going after is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's the infilling, it's the filling up of the Holy Spirit on the inside that the Bible says over and over and over comes after salvation. So there's the Holy Spirit that dwells in us, but then the baptism of the Holy Spirit upon us are two different things, two different experiences, two different things that you can take advantage of. Says says in Luke 4, verse 18. Look at this. I think our big mistake is we're, we're so wrapped up in, in, in saying some We are not asking to speak in tongues. We're asking to be baptized. And the tongues will follow. It's like back to the lawyer thing. Let's like the evidence is the speaking in tongues. But the actual thing we're seeking and desiring is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's the infilling of the Holy Spirit. This is what we want. And look at this in, in Luke 4, verse 18. This says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus speaking. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Look at what the anointing of the Holy Spirit does. Look at what the baptism of this Holy Spirit does. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to recover sight to the blind, to set liberty to those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. If you are filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit, you should be praying in your prayer language every day. Every day. Every day. More so than you were yesterday, you should do it today. Continuously, having it ready. It's my encouragement to you today. Look with me in Acts chapter 2. Because some of you might be here this morning and have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I want to give you an opportunity this morning to do that. Remember I said I had four different messages? I hit a little bit of one. I skipped two. I'm going right to number four. Okay? See how many pages I flipped over? I just went right past all the other stuff. I'm I'm, confused. My daughter's back there trying to run AV. She's like, what on earth is going on back here? This guy is not doing any of the scriptures he gave me. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. Meaning, if you look back in Acts chapter 1, they were all in one accord, so they were waiting, and actually they only waited 10 days, believe it or not. It was not a long wait between between these time frames. But I actually think that is pretty impressive. Could we all be in one accord if we were together for 10 days straight? No, I don't think we could. Right, you know, you're just like, could, is that even, like, that's a miracle. I think we skip over that. Oh, they were all in one accord for like 10 days. Are you kidding me? Like, two hours and the service is almost over. Just like, oh my gosh, like, am I even in one accord with everybody that's here? 10 days, like, this is a miracle. Come on. This was pretty amazing. It's impressive. Verse 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. As the rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house. Where they were sitting. And then appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them. Look at this, verse 4. And they were all filled. They were all filled. This is not public tongues. This is saying every believer has the ability to receive from the Lord... The baptism of the Holy Spirit. They all were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Holy Spirit came. It says it came like a rushing wind, as a fire. Think about what, a wi- what, think about what wind does. Think about powerful wind. How many of you have some things in your life that you would like some powerful wind to move on out of your life? Yeah. I mean, this is true. And there are things in our life that we would like burned up by fire. There are things, addictions that we might have, challenges that we might have, that we want burned up by fire. You know, Liz said earlier, she's reading the cross and the switchblade. And... I had just finished reading, and I, I had given it to her. And I said, Lord, are you sure you want me to preach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit on Sunday? And I kid you not, I opened up the chapter, which was the next thing I was reading. It says, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In that chapter in that book And this is about David Wilkerson. He went into New York City, and he was working with these gangs and just pulling people out of the gang life, pulling people out from drugs and all these other issues. And you know what's very interesting? Is that entire chapter was about how the only way, the only way that those boys and girls were able to resist the temptation of going back on drugs was when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. I mean, it was like he was going case by case by case by case. And I'm just like, Lord, really? Really? Is this like scientific evidence? Can we? And, you know, and the Lord was just like, Yes, yes, Jason, how about look at it in your own life? And I'm like, wait a second, okay, let me think about it. Men, sometimes we'll see an, an image, and it'll make us remember something else. And I'll tell you what, when that happens to me, and I begin to pray in the Spirit, it is the only thing, it is the only thing that makes that image stop, and I completely forget about it. Women in your life, I don't know what it is. It could be a lot of different things. For men, it could be a lot of different things as well. This happened to me. Uh, where's Grace? Grace, oh she's back there. Grace was going uh, to meet a friend and she drives and she was going out driving, and I just had this I just started panicking in fear. Yes, the pastor panicked. Oh. And I just started thinking, oh my gosh, what if she gets into an accident? What if something happens? What about this? What about that? I should call her, I should tell her not to go, I should and what I realized very quickly that was not peace, that was not a God warning. That was just fear trying to come on me. It was just fear trying to come on me. Anxiety and fear. And you know what I did? I began to pray in the Spirit. I just began to pray in the Spirit. I said, oh Lord, come on. I just began to pray in the Spirit in my prayer language. And you know what? That fear left and subsided. I'm telling you what, church. There is a benefit. There is a power that is available to us that we need to take advantage of. If you already are baptized and speak in tongues, then I encourage you to speak even more. More more edification, more exhortation in your life. If you're not, I'm going to give you the opportunity in just a few minutes to come up here and we're going to pray for you. We're not going to make it a big deal. You're just going to come up here and we're just going to lay hands on you quickly. And we're going to ask that the Holy Spirit and the power of the Lord, the baptism of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. This morning. Today. There's no time to wait. There's no time to wait. There's no time to wait. Worship team, if you want to come back up. 1 Corinthians 14, in verse 2. When we speak in tongues, there's two major things that it does for us. It says, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. You see, when we, when we pray in that prayer language, we are praying at some point, we don't know what else to say. A lot of times I begin praying in my prayer language when I'm done talking in English. When I can't come up with any more words to say, I begin to pray in the Spirit. Because you know what? The Spirit knows exactly what needs to be prayed. And when you begin to pray in that spiritual language, you are praying the exact thing that needs to pray. My prayer, what I thought, for grace was, oh Lord, protection, oh Lord, watch out, keep our eyes open, let somebody this, that, this, and that. And that was what I thought the prayer was. But I don't know what it actually was. I was praying in the Spirit. And I said, you know what? Lord, you know what needs prayer right now. And that fear left as I began to pray in the Spirit. If you read books from about Smith Wigglesworth, the baptism of the Holy Spirit on that man was unbelievable. An Uneducated plumber. I don't know what grade he went through, maybe fifth or sixth grade. But that baptism of the Spirit upon him gave him the ability to preach the gospel like nobody's business. And if you look back in Acts chapter 2, what happened as soon as they were baptized? Peter got up. Peter got up and gave the best the best call to Jesus you could ever imagine. And 3000 people were added that day to the church. There is power that is available So church, as we sing this song again, I encourage you to come and drink today. Come and drink today. You want a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit? Come up here this morning. If you want that baptism of the Holy Spirit, you've never had that, come up here this morning. And we are going to lay hands on you. We're going to pray and we're going to believe and you're going to receive the overflowing baptism of the Holy Spirit this morning. So let's worship together. Stand with me in worship. If that's you. Come up here this morning.
1: Now is the time. So if, if your heart is pounding and you're thinking about coming, now is the time. Those of you who are up here, you have to understand that the Holy Spirit has been poured out. It's done. It's done. It's available. Just like you came for salvation, you prayed, you knew that Jesus had already died. He had already risen. And it was done. And as we pray, as we lay hands, we're simply going to ask. There's not going to be any shouting or any yelling or commanding. We don't have to command the Holy Spirit. He is here with us. And the expectation that you have, expectation is high because God's word is true. And when we lay our hands on you, the Holy Spirit is going to come and he is going to fill you. He is going to fill you. And he's going to move upon you. And you're just going to lift up your hands. You're just going to praise him and worship him. and receive, and receive, and receive, and receive. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father.
2: Now just begin to receive. Just begin to receive. Begin to worship Him. Begin to worship Him now. If you sense a language coming up that you are not aware of or you don't know, just let it flow. Get out of your minds this morning. Out of your minds. This is a spiritual thing. Let the Spirit flow. Just worship Him. Come on, church. Worship Him. Those in your seats, just worship Him. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We receive. Hallelujah. 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 More of you, Lord. More of you, Lord. More of you, Lord. Lord. More of you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Just keep worshiping Him. Keep worshiping Him. I encourage you this afternoon, tonight, just continue to worship Him. Continue to pray. Let that spiritual language just begin to flow out of you. For me, I was prayed for in the night, that night I was praying, and the next morning I just began to speak in other tongues, and I haven't stopped since. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
1: The first time I prayed for someone to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this one woman, her name was Lisa, and she was just struggling. And she wanted the baptism so badly. And I said to her, Have you asked your Heavenly Father. Have we prayed together? Yes. Have I laid my hands on you? Yes. Have That's we right. prayed in faith? Yes. Do you receive the That's baptism right. of the Holy Spirit? Yes. yes. I said, then you have the baptism Hallelujah. of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You have it. Right. You have it. Mm. You have it. I said, now you go Hallelujah. home and w- at some point you. you get to the, your secret place and you open your mouth mm. and you begin to pray mm. in the spirit and don't let your mind stop you. You just begin to to pray in the spirit and let it flow and let it flow. I said, and the spirit of God will come upon you, and what sounds like baby talk will turn into power. It will turn into power from on heaven. And I said this to her. And the next time I saw her, I was in church. She came running to me and shook me and said, I spoke in tongues. I speak in tongues. I've been baptized by the Holy Spirit. You are baptized now. It is done and it is finished it is finished. It is finished. you asked and you received, and so it is done. And nothing is the same. Nothing is the same afterward, because now he moves with power in a way beyond what we understand. There was a time when I... I grabbed Jason, I walked into our bedroom and Grace was, she's 17, almost 17, she was two and she was safely asleep in in the other room and I grabbed him and I pulled him off the bed. I said, we have to pray, we have to pray for Grace and I pulled him off the bed and we just began praying in the spirit. It wasn't fear, it was the Holy Spirit and it was urgent. It was urgent and we prayed for her. I have no knowledge to this day. What was done in the spirit? But I know that she's here and that the spirit of God is all over her.
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
1: He will lead you and he will guide you in new ways.
0: Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you.
2: If, if you're up here and you didn't get some of these, I just, I ran out, so I want to get a couple more. I should have been prepared for more. Come on, church. What was I thinking? Come on, what was I thinking? I only had a couple up here. I should have been expecting more. Amen? Let's just stay here for one more minute. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah Lord. Hallelujah. We worship you Lord. We worship you Lord. you, Lord. we worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you Lord. Worship you, Lord.
2: Oh man, I'm excited I came to church this morning.) <laughs> Now, I had to come to church, right? <laughs> but I'm excited I came to church this morning. I know we've been long, but you know what? Come on, what, what else do we have to do? I told you, it was in, it's it's inconvenient.
1: Ask and ye shall receive. Hey, amen, Seek and ye shall find. All
2: right. You
0: probably know that stuff already. Oh, actually, no, I have another one. Hey, look at that. No sharing (laughs) needed.
2: All right. Well, guys, I just encourage you to continue to use your language. Use that prayer language. There is so much power in it. So much power in it. It gets back to the beginning of my message where it says we need to be so diligent about hearing from the Holy Spirit. And we need to repent, we need to remove the clutter, and we need to speak in our prayer language. And I'll tell you, you continue to do those three things, you will continue to hear more and more clearly the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life, and He will make a way, He will make a path, where there seems to be no other path. Amen? Amen. The benediction uh, today is out of Ephesians 5, 15. It says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Speaking in our prayer language is redeeming that time because a lot of other stuff is evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. A constant infilling of the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms in hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We worship you. We worship you. Have your way in our hearts and our lives. We seek you with our whole hearts. We thank you for what you did this morning. In your precious name we pray. Amen, 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 and amen. All right, guys, you are dismissed. Have a wonderful day.